Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. And hello, hello everyone out there in the big wide world. This is Helena, Helena Steiner-Hornstein, speaking to you with a wondrous world program. And I'm here again in Miami Beach as usual, but I think it's coming to an end now. I'm leaving for Europe in just a few days and I'm looking forward to it. So everyone out there, particularly in Scandinavia, I shall be with you. Email me back if you need to get in touch with me. And the best way to get hold of me is through my website, www.speakingtoyourheart.com. Again, speakingtoyourheart.com. Yesterday I had uh, somebody from Finland who spoke to me, and it was nice to hear from someone in Finland again. And um, he reminded me that my book, Constant Awakening, is translated into Finnish, and you can ask for it in any bookstore in Finland. Isn't that nice? So we are now here with my two wonderful guests, one in Sweden and one guest in Spain. My guest in Spain is a lovely lady. I know her very well. She is in Mallorca, Spain, and her name is Kirsten Anger. Is that the way I should pronounce it, Kirsten? Yes, Kerstin Unger Salen. That's correct. In Swedish, yes. Hello, and hello, Helena. Hello. hello. <laughs> yes. And as you know, Kirsten, we have listeners in 84 to 84 countries right now, which is kind of wonderful to, to know that we go out even to the center of Africa or, or Pakistan or even, you know, I had women listening to us from Afghanistan, and that is something we should remember which is so wonderful. And in Sweden, I have Stefan Degerlund. Stefan Degerlund in Swedish. Hello, Stefan. Hello, Helena. Here I am. Very good. And uh, we have a special theme today, and that is our climate. And I know some of you who listen, you say, oh, what is that? We hear this all the time. Yes, you do. And you get information from very well-educated scientists. But, you know, it doesn't stop there. That is just the beginning. We all have some kind of responsibility to do something about it. And this is why I have these two wonderful guests here, because they have taken this in their own hand. They have done something about it. And, you know, I'm a little bit concerned myself. I wasn't a few years ago. I was like everyone else. I lived in my particular box. And I remember so well, and this was way back in the, you know, oh, 15, 20 years ago, and I was with my then-husband on our fabulous mega-yacht going through a particular pass uh, between islands uh, south of Florida, the Florida Keys. And the captain said, we cannot do this cat through here, these islands, because we have those environmentalists who have stopped us from doing that. And my husband said, why the hell is that so? And was kind of annoyed that we had to take a very big detour around some other islands. And the captain said, well, you know, you have some wildlife there. You have the fish and you have the corals. And again, we thought, oh, well, 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 who cares, you know. That was 
the way I was at that particular time. I lived in my particular box. Now, of course, I don't want any any coral leaves to be bombed up and, you know, exploded away. I want everything to be the way it's supposed to be, that God, God made it. So I have changed. And now I'm very, very much for saving our planet. And that is also the same purpose that my guests are having. I should start uh, with uh, Kirsten in Spain. She has uh, taken all this in her own hands and founded an organization called Mallorca Goes Green. And I was thinking about her yesterday when I was driving through Miami, and I saw a big sign saying, Miami going green, and I was thinking of Kirsten. She did it there, and no one told her to do it. Tell me more about this. Where did you get this idea from, Kirsten? Well, I think when I came here 25 years ago, I came from living in more urban environment, and the closeness to nature wasn't so so easy as it is here. Here I bought myself a farm. I've been growing organic uh, since uh, a long time back. And I'm very close to nature, and I can see how healing and wonderful and beautiful it is. So that's one thing. Closest to nature creates a wish to also look after it. Also, I do know that nature is very healing. And I did have cancer, and I decided to go alternative with my cancer. But in that process, I made a kind of little um, leap in consciousness, which happens often when you are in crisis. And I suddenly felt very, uh, very, um, it was very obvious that um, the way that we are, our bodies are, it's just the same that uh, Mother Earth is going through. And so there is, when it becomes unsustainable in your own body, it's just the same for the living organism, which is Mother Earth. And I think that also prompted me to protect her and want to do something uh, before it's too late. That's so wonderful. And how did you heal your body? I'm sure this is something that sounds so fantastic for people out there right now. How well, you heal it? I think it's the same way as uh, we need to heal Mother Earth. It was detox, which means that we, we now become more and more aware of that the body suffers and the organs of the Earth or our own body can't uh, do it if we're continuously overloading it with with toxins. So that was one way, free the body from all the toxins. And I did that in many different ways. And uh, that's that's what we have to do. So, so I think carbon emissions is one of those toxins that's just uh, uh, becoming the tipping point of a, a chaotic world where nature goes wild. This is wonderful. And, you know, I have eaten at your house in Spain, mm. and it, you feel great after that kind of food, all vegetables that you have been growing yourself organically, and it just melts away, and it feels so great, and you get the energy afterwards also. And, Thank you, uh, Elena. Thank you, know, you. I really mean that. So, um, And then we have Stefan. I'd like you to speak a little bit also. And uh, you have... Uh, uh, a particular project going right now, which is 
totally different from anything else I've heard about, and that is the Climate Film Festival. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, it started for my interest for for the climate for for nature started when I was a small child. And I, I was born very close to the forests, and, and we were play we were playing in the forest almost every day. And I noticed when I look back that I didn't like uh, at that time clean cuts in the of the forest, and I don't like it. Uh, when I'm 57, either. So, so um, it, the the festival in, inside of me started at that point. But uh, when I was a director for a study association here in Sweden, we started a huge project by producing at least 40 to 44 TV programs about environment, drugs, culture, democracy globalization and, and all those things and at, at the same time we produced more than 100 radio programs and study materials for, for many people in Sweden but we also exported the films uh, to 50 other countries on the planet and um, we started to think what shall we do with all the material we collected for, for doing these films for producing these films and and we have we started an NGO at, uh, for three years ago, and it calls Global Kunskap, Global Knowledge in English, and, and um, we had an idea that we should use the footage from the films, the, the pictures from from taken by an ordinary camera, and all that. We have more than 500,000 pictures and two and a half thousand uh, films, and we use these uh, these films for putting new films. Uh, together, by, uh, but but also um, uh, collecting new materials, filming new views and of so such things, and and uh, this is how it started. So we have invited many producers, but uh, it is the first time we do it. And well, we have more than 30 films. We have uh, five or six uh, seminars with people coming from Sri Lanka, United States, France, Norway, and so on, and talk to people in in the West Värmland uh, in, in Sweden in Torsby, and uh, we hope there we can gather a lot of people there, students, uh, ordinary people that that have, that have an interest in in, in climate uh, issues, uh, business companies, and and so on, and that's what yeah. it's all about. And so, um, uh, have you brought? Have you uh, been trying to get these programs into the Swedish schools? Well, uh, during the 90s, we, when we had uh, this uh, project with, with uh, environment, drugs, culture, we, we had a lot of, of cooperation with many Swedish schools, with Falkirk schools, and now we are also um, uh, cooperating with several universities, among them Karlstad, uh, University of Karlstad, the University of Umeå, and so on. and, and uh, yeah. We we are working together with, by uh, putting uh, uh, starting new projects uh, and using films in in these projects because it's a, it's a it is a method that gives people um, uh, the ability to use their own fantasy and it starts a process within uh, every individual and we are keen. That to see that um, every program, every activity we do will 
touch the not only the intellect and the brain but also the stomach and, and also the heart and if you don't touch the heart nothing will change no and that is always the, you know it has to start whatever we do with your heart yes. and i think that was also very much the the case with kirsten because uh, she got it from a personal level with her sickness or her condition. I don't like to call cancer sickness. I call it a condition or a situation. Kirsten, how have you been received in a place like Spain? Have they been open to this uh, knowledge at all? Absolutely. It's quite vivid here on the island, and there are a few uh, different groups, and I think uh, Spain uh, is is like um, many other parts of Europe. It's it's definitely not lagging behind. But maybe uh, uh, the, the politicians need need now to know that the people are really not going to put up with uh, waiting any longer. It needs to go into action very very quickly. As I see. Yeah, and that's wonderful that you say that. You know, it's wonderful to say, oh, this is what's happening, but. The government is not going to do much. I mean, they have to wait for funds and they have to, all the politics to go through. But we, the citizens of Mother Earth, we are the ones who have to do something. How do Definitely. you feel women? Yeah. How do you feel women fit into this, uh, Kirsten? Well, I think women and men and children, we all fit in. We're all the children of the earth. But uh, maybe uh, women, because they're so close to to nurturing. Uh, they have a special um, link to Mother Earth and can feel that they are really uh, a part of it in in the way that we nurture our families, uh, or many many women feel that they are still the nurturers of their families, and uh, so so is Mother Earth. Yeah, and you and I spoke about the grandmothers of, of yes. Mother Earth. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> next project, Elena. Yes. The grandmothers of the Earth. Yes, and, uh, very much so. Very much so, and that's actually the old concept of wise woman, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the grandmother who exactly. is there as the the, the, yeah. the rock of wisdom because yeah. she has seen through giving birth and raising and nurturing in a different way from the uh, the other inhabitants of the planet. Well, it's changing, and I can see that my daughter's generation, which is about 35, I mean, the other men are, are much more involved. But until, until that's happened on a large scale all over the world, I think women are the closest to, to, uh, to feeding their families. Yeah, of course. And now I can just hear Stefan wanting to say something because here you are a, a very spiritual man and you're very spiritually connected, I noticed. <laughs> and uh, you really have taken uh, uh, action in a way that I would like you to, to show the world that, yes, this is what we can do. And it's not only that, it's for the women with their ideas or for the young people. No, you're a mature man. What can... What can you do about that? What are you doing about that little bit? Well, you've started this, uh, you founded these organizations, and they're not for profit, and you have founded this film festival. But then I'm thinking they're out there with the industries, because that's male-dominated, isn't it? And what yes. could those uh, people do about it? Well, I think there is a huge change, change going on, because... Um, 
I noticed here in Sweden that the manufacturing industries do have severe problems, and and if I, well, maybe I overdo it a little bit, but but uh, I think there the in manufacturing industry is the most uh, affected of the crisis here in Sweden, and and this is a sign of something that that something must be changed because you can't produce things that nobody wants and and the same goes for the banks and the financial in, industries too because um if they are are grounded on on fear and much of the of what we have created in the world institutions companies and 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 banks and all that is uh, has are built on a pillar of, of many pillars of, of, of fear and and all these things, all these institutions are uh, do have men in in the, as uh, drivers, and yeah. and um, we have to change that because we we can see in many different projects all over the world that if we involve uh, the women, it will be a totally new character of, of solving the problems, and if you go to such an example as as um, uh, demography that we are too many on the on the planet uh, this month in April there will be more than 600 650,000 more children in in China and um, why do i connect that with fear because yes because it's it if the women were sitting in uh, in the, the chair for for making the decisions there won't be 650,000 New children in China every month, and the, the same situation we have seen that situation all over the world. So, so when the when we educate the women, when we let them involve them in decision making, it, it no matter where it is in the institutions, in the companies, in the NGOs, and, and so on, it will be a completely new new world. Yeah. And and th- this is very important. It's uh, it's so true and. Uh, I don't know, it doesn't belong to this subject, but I really would like to mention this now. And this goes back a few years here in the United States of America. I was uh, listening to a, a show. Uh, I don't know which kind of show. It was or something like Larry King's show, uh, although it wasn't that one. And they had a discussion regarding uh, abortion. So they had collected 12 authorities on the panel. And I looked at them all, and they sat down. One after one was speaking. There was not one single woman on that panel <laughs> regarding abortion. Not one single woman. <laughs> they had priests. They had everyone out there, but not one single woman. And that shows the screw up of this planet, you know, yeah. doesn't it? That yeah. we're kind of afraid of a change because women certainly have. A request for changes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I heard, yeah, sorry, I heard well, Kirsten make a little breath there like she wanted yes. to speak and say well, something. Well, you, you touched upon with Stefan about the, the um, kind of connection between uh, our climate uh, crisis and, uh, and uh, spirituality. And uh, I think uh, this, our... Uh, I think to a very large extent our climate crisis or chaos is brought about by our 
that we we were kind of lost uh, connection with um, life itself, with the living organism that is this earth, and we've become so mechanistic and material in our views that we've lost this connection. And I think uh, it's very important now that we see this in a holistic way, that we do understand that James Lovelock and other scientists, what they have said that this this earth or the whole cosmos is a living organism that is constantly creating. It's not a mature, stagnant thing, but it's, it's a very boisterous child, this universe and the earth, and uh, creation flourishes. And when it does, and we are in touch with that, then radiant divinity flourishes just as well. So we need to reconnect uh, on a deeper level also with Earth to understand that we now need to support this living, beautiful organism rather than destroy her. Yeah, so true. And Stefan, you wanted to add to that? Well, um, I, I give an example to, to because I, I agree with, with Chastin. Uh, and... Uh, if you make if you make a journey if you take a train from New York to Chicago I think that's almost 700 miles or, or something like that and and when you and, and imagine when you are standing in New York at the railway station this is the first moment in time for 14.7 billion years ago and um, the, when you arrive in Chicago it's uh, 2009 and, and this moment and uh, out from from this 700 miles uh, long journey, the last half inch is the time from 1950 to 2009. And during that period, during three generations since 1950, we have used more of the resources of the, on the planet than anyone before us, and um, than all generations before us. So it's only it's only about three generations. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's uh, we have to to uh, change our view. Absolutely, Stefan. I I really uh, yes, agree with you that yeah. that what we've done the last three <laughs> uh, yeah uh, centuries is is really uh, unimaginable in terms of destruction. Yeah, yeah this, I would like to put in a torch, really, yeah. mm-hmm. Helena. Okay. You would like to well, what? A torch, a light, okay. light a torch okay. in the darkness. Good. And I would like to uh, ask the church to please engage in, uh, in uh, climate change and to show that they really respect the fact that uh, uh, it, the creation of the world is a divine matter and I really don't understand uh, why the church has, uh, uh, with some exceptions that I have heard of, but by and large has absolutely remained totally uninvolved in this very, very severe matter, which is a divine matter. It really is. But what a very good point, and I haven't heard that before. But having no. been involved with churches myself, as I'm a minister, I know that, and I hate to say so, but, you know, anyone can correct me out there. I see a lot of financial financial fear that this 
churches are supported by donations, like so many institutions here. And if you go against <clears throat> the industries, and that's politically so also, and that was the case with the past uh, administration, and I'm very outspoken about this, if you <clears throat> are in a power position or position of power, you are usually supported by those of power and who has had the power, those who control the monies, the finances, and they are the ones doing that. And to the churches, they are giving you the, the finances a lot, uh, so you cannot go against you know, the hand who feeds you. And I think that has a little bit to do with it. But again, I feel the fear. I haven't seen the church. Well, the churches I've been involved with, they have tried to control what I've been saying. They said, you cannot say that. You cannot say that. And also I've been on their radio programs sometimes. And you cannot say that because the Christians will not support us anymore if you say that. And I said, all I'm saying is that we have the power within. Well, you cannot say that. You have to say that we get the power through Jesus. And because that's what they want to hear, and they are paying for this program, you know. So everything yeah. is well, of a certain control here and there, you know. But, you know, may, it's just something new also. It's a novelty. Yeah. May I just say one thing? Uh, there is a, a very well-known uh, uh, author and uh, um, Christian person called Matthew Fox, and he's written books, and he's he's one of those voices. But may I be just a little more provocative about the fear from the church. And I would say that they are, you know, in the old days, prehistoric days, uh, earth was, was seen as, as a woman's body, and uh, it was uh, closely connected with the reverence of uh, the goddess. And, um, and, you know, we know that because there are so many um, archaeological findings now of the reverence of the goddess all over and uh, lots and lots of literature is virtually pouring out. Um, I think the church did such an enormous work to, um, to really uh, dig down the goddess uh, that they built churches on top of her springs and wells. And they are afraid, I think, that if people start to revere nature again, this goddess um, will kind of resurrect and, and uh, cause a lot of problems for the church. So that's my provocative um, thoughts about why church is so afraid of really doing what uh, would be an obvious thing for them to engage in. Hmm. Yeah, and of course, uh, churches, I don't think today, and I have never heard that, what you said right now, which is a, a very wonderful principle of, of the past maybe, but I don't know in America if they think of that way in the church. But I, in defense of the churches, I feel it's just something they haven't come across yet. No one has probably asked them to, you know. It could be no one asked them to be part of this. Yeah, but the Da Vinci Code, you know, it was all about that. What did the church do? They, they uh, I mean, they spent zillions on trying to to make people not see the film or to yeah. write books about it. So yeah. I do think it is something that in the back of their heads they're very much aware of, and they, it's, like a, it's like a black ghost. 
Yeah, mm. And even Harry Potter, you know, here in America, they, they try to stop Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know why, what the connection is there. But anyway, uh, back to spirituality. I'm sure Stefan has more things he thinks Yes, Stefan, I'd love to have, now we have had us women here chat. <laughs> Let us hear what you have <laughs> okay. To, okay. to add on, please, Stefan. May well, I also, uh, before we go further, may I just, for anyone who came in late to the show, I have with me as my guest, Kirsten Unger or Kerstin Unger Salen from Mallorca, Spain. She's the founder of Mallorca Goes Green, a not-for-profit organization to take care of the environment. And then I have Stefan Degerlund of Stockholm, Sweden. He's the head of global uh, knowledge or global kunskap in Sweden. Uh, so uh, please continue, uh, uh, well, Stefan. Well, I am... Um uh, what Chastin is talking about, uh, uh, it's actually fear. And uh, many people in different institutions, even in the churches, hope this will blow over, that, that will, uh, we, we, we won't change. And, and we hope that people will forget all about the climate <laughs> change and, and such things. But, but um, uh, I don't think it's possible because... Uh, uh, I, I stick to uh, some uh, words that the famous explorer Thor Heyerdahl once said, and, and we have that um, scenery in, in one of our, of our pictures. And he said um, uh, that we do risk having a collapse of the civil, civilization. If we if uh, we don't have a collapse, we will be the first civil, civilization ever to survive. And and uh, that's very strong words. So um, that's why everyone should, um, as I see it, to to do something for themselves, for the, for the planet, for 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 our children and for our grand grandchildren as well. And um, uh, ch church churches all over the planet do have a lot of power, so they can use the power for mm -hmm. uh, for yeah. for helping people here, Absolutely. giving them good examples. Mm -hmm. and using their money for it because there there are no lack of money money in the churches and absolutely they, they, none that's true yes and they, they they could use it for for inspire people because now we need a totally new leadership everywhere not in only in, in governments in, in 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 the white house but everywhere on the planet because people needs to be inspired from the leaders not being held back and and the churches do have a, 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 a tremendous uh, issue to to solve here, so they have to mm -hmm. help people out here. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and if if I go on about little a little bit little bit more about fear and how it have an impact on on the situation we we do have now, it's I stick to a, a, a some words from from a famous American president that once said. If I may read it, it's four lines. I believe that banking institutions are more dan dangerous to, li to our liberties than standing armies. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issues of, of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks and corporations that will grow up around the banks will deprive the people of all pro property until their children will wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. And this was said by Thomas Jefferson for 200 years ago, 1802. 
So uh, he he really saw what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and of course, human nature hasn't changed through the centuries, it seems, you know. And everything is, and you said that too, Stefan, some time ago when I spoke to you. You said we have to change our consciousness. If yes. we don't change our consciousness, we can do nothing. Yes. Yes, we, we, we yeah. abs- this is uh, one of the main... Task for for global knowledge to to be a part of, of race, raising awareness and to raise to help people to to see their ability to um, to uh, be a part of the solutions and not yeah. giving them so many examples so they will be depressed because that's that's no meaning in it. You need to give power to the people, and and what they can do at this moment is to just plant a, a, a bush or a flower, or if you have the ability to to also plant a tree, because we know about three certain things that will change the CO2 effect on the planet. That's the, this is one of of them. You can plant a tree or something like that, and you can also. Uh, uh, not drive so much w- with your car and, and and buy a new one and maybe buy, buy a car that don't take so much gasoline. And we know that the, the, by using uh, oil and, and, and coal and such things, the, the CO2 effect on, in the atmosphere will uh, go up. Yeah. And the third thing is, is to... to um, and that's a little bit... Uh, I'm putting out my my head now. It's 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 go from a lot of uh, eating uh, that we go from eating meat to to eat more vegetarian uh, food because uh, if you produce one kilo of meat, it takes more than fifteen thousand liters of water. Compare that with 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 uh, uh, producing um, one kilo of carrots. Then you need 120 liters. Compare 120 liters with 15,000 liters, and you had to you had to translate it into the American. Uh, liters is uh, two pints, or liters is what is a liter? A liter is um, uh, less than a gallon. Two, it's one. I feet. think it's two gallons. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now gallons is uh, more than a liter. You have probably several. The opposite. Yes, the opposite. It's the yes, other way around. Yes. I think two liters yes. per gallon. Yes. May I, may I just come in a little on, on what Stefan said? Yes, please. Well, um, I think uh, it's, it's important for us to really understand that the devastation of climate change, or I would really call it chaos, uh, is caused by fossil fuel emissions. Yes. Yes. And they're mainly coming from the industrial world. Um, so, uh, you said in, in, when you asked us to come and speak here, why is it so that many people don't believe it's happening? And I guess uh, this comes back to Stefan's talk about fear. Uh, uh, for some, it's so overwhelming uh, what is happening or what might happen that instead of saying, well, I, I can in my little way, and everybody can, in their little way, every day, do things that will uh, uh, help 
uh, to reduce emissions. One thing is planting trees or plants, another is just uh, separating your garbage, another is closing down your electrical uh, um, machines or your internet or everything in the evening. Uh, it's so many small things. And then also talk about it, raise consciousness, and, and just uh, speak all the time about what's happening. Uh, so fear has made many just say, oh, I hope it goes away. But of course it isn't going away. And I have to say, Helena, that the reason I, at this age I am in, started this quite big project is that I am deeply, deeply concerned for the future generations. I really am. And I want to say this on the ether. This is no small matter. This is the chaos we are heading for. And it's already happening with storms and hurricanes and tornadoes that are not uh, just the ordinary stuff, but also uh, water, when it comes, it comes in such enormous ratio that uh, Mother Earth can't take it. It's this chaos that climate change means. And we haven't even seen the waters rising in a serious way, but it's happening because the ice cap is melting at an enormous ratio. And when the ice cap uh, melts, the accumulated effect is that... that, um, there's more water and less ice. Ice reflects the sun, so it throws away the heat, and dark water uh, absorbs the heat and makes it hotter. So with that just small little imagery, we have to understand that when the uh, sea level rises, we, de- we need very little to have flooding. And we've seen it, we're seeing it, and it's going to get worse and worse. So please, everybody out there, Wake up, don't put your head in the sand, but do your little things. Everything counts. Everything. That's so true. I was in, as I told you, I lived in a box myself at one point when I really didn't understand what it all was about. But shortly after the incident, I told you, when I was Mm -hmm. on our boat with my husband, I went to buy fish. uh, And I had my usual fish dealer in town, and I went there. And I wanted to have my usual uh, cold water fish. And he said, you know, I have so little these days. And this this was years ago. Yeah. He said, you know, sure. we don't get fish anymore. And, yeah. and I asked, why? And he said, well, the fishermen are saying that the fish, the fish are all moving. And I said, why? Well, they say the water is getting warmer. And this was back in the 90s that sure. the fish was were moving away from this was uh, in Nova Scotia or somewhere, so they yeah. couldn't get. Uh, and he closed his business later on. So the fish is disappearing. Is it dying out, or are they all moving on to another location? I do not know where it's cold. Both. 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 <laughs> Both. Yes. Both. Yes. Can you imagine if the yes. Gulf Streams uh, it changes its course? The yeah. Gulf yes. Stream, which they say it might do if the waters are changing in temperatures, all these streams that are now like an energy flow in the, in the whole oceans. Yeah. Uh, it was closed down Scandinavia, of course. Yeah. Big upon? It was closed down all northern Europe. Well, well yeah. if the Gulf Stream doesn't flow by, it's, uh, it's something yeah. to think about. And uh, it's just when I speak about the environment or the climate change, people do not listen. They They haven't thought, you know, they are just 
uh, not educated enough. They, they don't know, and then they criticize what these environmentalists are doing. But it's always that way. The less you know, the more you criticize. But if the prices of the food go up because there are more and more uh, droughts, and uh, if the water starts coming into your basin in your house, you yeah. will you will start on eventually that. yes very much so and of course america has been a, a big offender in this as we all know during the last past 8 years when we could have done so much now unfortunately it's a little late but we are doing it and americans are fantastic that way once we get started here yep, we really so go for it <laughs> and yeah. i must say that about everything <laughs> yes yeah. uh, uh, Stephen, do you have more be... to say yeah. Well, uh, let me give a, a comment on that with uh, example of, of, of fish, because um, uh, I heard from the United Nations Agriculture Organization they are also dealing with with the, with the fish problems, and, and um, they said we are fishing uh, of the of the last 10% of fish that ever has been on, in, in the sea, so that it's only 10% left, <laughs> and uh, that's why we have Brilliant. problem with. Yeah. And uh, uh, if you go to, uh, I, I think if I got the example right, uh, we, we are we are fishing more than uh, four million kilos of of uh, sharks in in uh, in the Pacific Ocean in uh, outside the uh, coastline in uh, different uh, uh, Southeast Asian countries. But they don't use the the meat from from the no from they the shark. The yeah. Yes, they just use uh, certain parts of it and throw the uh, throw the rest back in the in the sea. And most 25% of what the boats are catching goes back in the sea, and and then most of the fish are dead. So 25% of what the catch goes back. And that's a huge amount because I don't I don't have the figures because uh, it gets very tiresome to to mention so much figures. But but it is a, a huge problem. And and uh, uh, when you are feeding salmon in in Norway, you need two kilos of fish for for having one kilos of unused salmon. So you feed the, the salmon with with with, with the, uh, fish, but you need two kilos for having one kilo back. And yeah, I believe was, soon we are not eating any more fish. I believe that. No, so yeah. that that's uh, why I have problem with it too, and and uh, that's how we look on problems uh, all the time. And uh, we have a film in the film festival called um, Darwin's Ma- Nightmare. It's yes, about, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and uh, I don't know if uh, you have seen no, uh, if you have seen that film because no, well, I'd like to know. I saw the title and I thought that's interesting, and I wanted to know more about it. Yes, uh, uh, can you tell us about that film? Stephen? They take a certain, uh, they take take uh, uh, some uh, well, a small um, part of, of fish from the Nile River in Egypt. And put this uh, pot of, of uh, fish in the uh, Victoria Lake, and it it would change the, the the system in the Victoria Lake totally. And not that's not enough because this fish from the Nile will grow and will will be at one meter big and 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 eat all the other fishes. 
and then the, there there arrive uh, businessmen from Russia wanting to buy them, but but when they are waiting for 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 the new catch from the people that fishing the, the these uh, fishes, they they want to be amused, they want to to have something to do, so. The people start uh, as any many other countries, many other places. The prostitution uh, starts. The drugs will come. The people will be staying home from schools and 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 so on. And they are um, what we said before. They are destroying the, the society at at the same, but uh, at the same point. But it started with a small pot of fish. It, uh, and uh, if you don't go in deeper and think of what what will this create? Uh, we we have done that many many times, and this is a a, a perfect example for of the distortion by human exploration. I and, think I think here uh, what you're talking about, Stefan, is also a good example of uh, of our lack of holistic uh, yes. looking at the the world uh, in a holistic way, and we've we've. Uh, We've been in a long period of uh, uh, trying to desiccate everything and to look at it in detail. And maybe it was necessary for a while uh, as the science was uh, developing. But really, it's also been uh, quite uh, destructive in the sense that we lost picture of the whole. And as we lose picture of the whole, we don't understand that when a butterfly flutters with its wings here in Mallorca, it has repercussions in the Amazonian or vice versa. So everything is really interconnected and everything is a whole and whatever we breathe, think, feel or or, or are are worried about is something that is really universal. Uh, And and, and so we need to to try and uh, retrieve this holistic view of of our uh, mother earth and yes. understand that it's all interconnected and our dysfunction of this interconnectedness is really what also has created this uh, climate chaos and i come back to that all the time because i really think that climate and chaos are are walk hand in hand yes. and this is what we're going to be exposed to more and more and it's not a matter anymore of saying it's not going to happen or or uh, I'm sure they'll fix it. Uh, you know, we we just have to participate and see that our little part is a, is a part of the bigger of the bigger entity, and that we really mm-hmm. all can empower ourselves by buying local and just being conscious. Find out. Go on internet. Find yeah. out what can I do? Don't yeah. you think? And, yeah, absolutely. So we're coming back. It seems all the time we are coming back to spirituality which goes back to the consciousness, that we have to change the minds of people before we can do anything. We have and to it's happening. I mean, it is happening yeah. in a big yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, uh, as much as I'm worried, I also feel quite uh, confident that we're just now in, in a mega shift, and many, many, many people oh, yes. all yeah. over the world are, are working like Stefan and you, Helena, and me and others, Many, many are are working on this, and everybody can do something, you know. Yes, we really uh, can. It's not that easy, and I know here in my Miami Beach and my section, Miami Beach, you have those very fancy luxury high rises full of people, of course. 
And do you know how we how we get rid of our garbage? We have our little garbage buckets, you know, or bags in our homes uh, or apartments. And here we throw in the plastic bottles, the tea leaves, the tea bags, the potato skins, the the cans, the the leftover Why of food and paper, all in one bag, and get Why? rid of it. Because Why is there any separation? No, you go? they have it. And I talked to commissioner. Uh, here uh, and said, could we please make an effort to separate the garbage? This is terrible. And I was just told, well, I don't know if this will have an effect, you know, on anything. I have to put it up on the agenda. Maybe we can bring it up. (laughs) That is the big interest, you know, that they have. It will change one day, but you don't have those uh, stations, what you call them <laughs> in Sweden. Well, the community has to put up green green stations to start yes. with. They yes. have to make it possible. And then, uh, I mean, I'm amazed that America is lacking so so much. I, I can't believe what I hear. It, it, this is this is the case here. Maybe wow. there are places uh, in America where you have already come further. I haven't seen that yet. But well, here on Mallorca, you have green points everywhere. Yes. Yes. Everybody yeah, no. separates everything: paper, plastics, oil, metals, uh, glass. Everything is separated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And here it's it goes uh, one in the same bag. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. against the law if you don't. Yeah. Mm, yes. Old clothing. Everything goes in the same garbage can here. Everything. Wow. Leftovers. You know the leaves, the garden stuff. Everything. No. And it's Wake shocking. up, America! <laughs> <laughs> I would say, so anyone who is out there listening to the program, maybe you should speak to your local government and see what you can do about it. Of course, Obama is already into this, and now yeah. the the opposition says oh, it will cost too much. Yes. So well, it will cost too problem. much if we don't do anything. That's well, for sure, because the climate crisis and 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 uh, and the and the economic crisis they are intertwined totally uh, yeah. there's uh, if we we have to to deal with both at the same time one goes with the other doesn't it stefan we yeah. were yeah, uh, absolutely yeah. i i we catch the 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 I, the talk you had about chatting about the the ice melting and <clears throat> and, yeah. and uh, uh, i saw a small um piece of a in a news uh, program here in Sweden about New York mm-hmm. and uh, they are really doing something because they are planting more, more than one million trees mm-hmm. and um, if the sea level goes up with I think it I think they said two feet they will have severe problem they will, we, have, <laughs> we have flooding every three or four years and yeah. Now, yeah that's to start with it will be gone New York will absolutely be gone but but uh, now they have it uh, in every hundred years and and uh, when you look at at Greenland and and the ice melting there it it the ice melts with forty to forty five yeah. um, yards every day mm. and and um, uh, that if the, all the ice is gone from from Greenland that will um, create uh, enormous problems in in where you are sitting Helena. Because I have noticed, I've got to tell you a little yes. story after you finish it, yes. Yes, and Florida, half of Florida, Florida will be, probably will be gone, but also countries like Belgium, 
Holland, Germany, Denmark. Stockholm, I think, is not in such a good situation, nor so, Gothenburg. But but the the land goes up a little bit because we have mm. have not finished uh, from the time we no, had ice or old coward. So the, yes, it, it, it goes mm. up. So we we are lucky here. But if you go to Bangladesh, yeah, the people that are yeah. living on the lowest point of the sea, they live 22 millimeters, almost an inch, above the sea level. Well, we um, all have to get on the boats, don't we? Yes. I yes. mean, uh, one centimeter, I was told, one centimeter of sea level rising means one meter lost of land. So you can imagine what that means in terms of farming lands, in terms of of uh, not only the urban places, but our farming lands. And uh, I see climate change as also a, a huge uh, challenge for farming, because if we, lost, uh, we lose the, the, the crops, you know, year after year, the prices will go up endlessly. And uh, this, it's, the, the earth is not going to be able to feed us. No, no. So uh, it's a quite an easy equation to understand, yeah. but you just need to accept that things yeah. are changing, really, in a very fast and accumulative matter, which is the most yeah. uh, scary of all is the accumulative effect, which we don't know any, really anything about no, too much. No. Well, I think uh, one of my key points in all these speeches and uh, meetings I have, it's it's we have to change from the intellect to 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 the heart, mm. and yeah. and the driving force for the intellect is fear, and the yeah. the the easiest word for marketing the fear starts with two words, but and if, yeah. and if and but are closely related to to judging and and blaming and and analyzing and all that, and um, um, judging and blaming are also the driving force for 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 the ego. And the ego's best companion is the, is the intellect. And we, we can all see what it has created. And if you go to intuition, it is connected with the heart. And the intuition is half a second. Half a second. And then the ego comes in and say, if or but. Yeah, and that's and, the intellect, yeah. Well, yeah you, and you, that's the intellect. Yeah. And you could call it the battle between yin and yang as well. Or a battle yes. between uh, left and right brain. Yes, and if you if we exercise the intu intuition, it will be a totally new world, a new thinking in every individual. And Some say that uh, the imagery that we are now exposed to much more because of internet is actually activating our right brains, which is okay. a good thing. Yes, it's, it's a good thing. Yes. So uh, it, it, I think we have a very, very interesting conversation here. It's, 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 it's very good. I'm trying to stay away from fear, which is, uh, again, it comes up here and that, oh, my God, we are in bad shape when we are talking about these particular happenings in the world. And I was, I think it was just yesterday, I was walking on the beach here in Miami Beach, and I walk four miles a day, and I notice the changes in the ocean all the time, how the beach line changes with the sand in and out and so on. And yesterday, I came at high tide, 
well, high tide in the past was like 50 yards out, you know. Mm. You can notice. Mm. Now there was no beach. I came over the dunes, you know, I live by the beach, mm-hmm. and I came mm-hmm. over the dunes, and I was going to walk on the beach, which is a little lower under the dunes, that there was no beach. Mm-hmm. The, the waves were just hitting on the bottom of the dunes. Yeah. And that was scary, mm-hmm. very, very scary. And it's just happened in two years. Now, in Miami Beach, they keep on building up the beach all the time. But, you know, for how long can you build up a beach? And where do you get the sand from eventually? You know, and there is one place in Palm Beach where the road called A1A has gone along the ocean for, for a long, long, long time, for decades. But in one place, they didn't do anything about it. And that old road is now like 50 yards out in the ocean. Oh, And that's, that's the start. Yeah, that's, that's the start. start. Yeah, but no, the, uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, what what we don't want to do here in this program is we don't want to make people all scared and so no, on. No. We want to make them aware that something has to be done, and they have to start on their own. Each one has to go to their local government. Each one has to to, to start maybe meditation groups to yes. not to 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 change them to to change for the environment, but to change people's consciousness, to open Mm. up more to the heart. We could call it, we do this for our health, for our well-being, for our wealth, or whatever. But once you are into the intuition, your spirituality, you just look at life in a different way. It opens up before you. It's a natural matter. But of course, we have to do something about nature, because I can say one thing, and we all know that, Nature always, always, always has the final word. You yes. see streets there, and you still see among the little stones in the street or asphalt, there is still a little piece of green coming up. Hmm. Nature will always get through. And yeah. I always say, it's like God always, always has the final word. So nature always, always has the final word. Hmm. Could I just say one little thing? Is yeah. that time? Oh, yes. You know, I see they have actually given me uh, a recording time for a little longer here. So oh, great. So we can continue. <laughs> I don't well, know why like it just... was a mistake or it was just that they thought, oh, they, maybe they need we us. get into some kind of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> they need us, Elena. Yeah. They need us. No, I just wanted to say that I, I, I sincerely do believe that intuition and listening to your heart is very important. But I would also like to say that I believe that... Um, our 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 universe is also has a soul, and uh, that listening to our soul is listening to the the world's soul, and uh, uh, you know when when we never listen anymore because we're so stressed or we just uh, are so into our material world, then um, it starts because uh, soul animates our uh, body, really mm. it does, and uh, when we Stop listening to our inner voice, which is really, I think, the the, the soul. Uh, then um, we uh, we are really saying that it's not important; it doesn't matter. And at the same time, we do know that the soul is the animating uh, part of of us. So, soul keeps us alive. And the first thing that uh, uh, comes into being when we are f- uh, born is is spirit, which is really breathing in. Uh, 
Uh, and I, I just wanted to add that to to this um, to this very important subject that you brought up today, Helena. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if people want to get hold of you, either one, maybe Kirsten, you can first say your email or your website, how people can get hold of you, and then Stefan, you can do the same thing. So, Kirsten, okay. Well, first of all, the movement. The movement is called Mallorca Goes Green, www.mallorcagoesgreen.org. Uh, also, if I you would like... People also how, you know, yeah. not everyone in the world knows how to spell Mallorca. So you can... M-A-L-L-O-R-C-A. Yeah. M-A-L-L-O-R-C-A. Mallorca Goes Green. G-O-E-E-S. Green, G-R-E-E-N. And we have it also in Mallorquin and in uh, Castellano. So we have it in Spanish uh, as well. And if they want to uh, uh, call me personally, which I am delighted to talk, uh, uh, number is 34971-632862. Uh, if anyone does call from America, you have to dial zero eleven and then three four, which is the okay. country code for, for okay. Spain. And okay. if it's from Europe, it's of course zero zero three four, the country code for Spain. And then the number. Can you say a number again? Nine seven one six three two eight six two. Right. I have to say to America also that Al Gore has really been a huge inspiration. And what he has done with We Can Solve It is a wonderful, wonderful thing that is really inspirational. And yeah. so is Obama. It's yep. Very, very much so. And uh, it isn't easy to change the world. <laughs> we all feel yeah. that it should be so easy to come up with something good, but it doesn't work. Myself, as you know, I, I do... Uh, healing coaching and it's very very hard to make people understand that mm. they have to be part of the healing process yeah. themselves it's yeah. not that i just say oh you're healed or that the government said tell people we fix it no you have to be part of the process yeah. yourself yeah. yeah and stefan how do we get hold of you well um the easiest way is by email just my name stefan s-t-e-f-a-n dot no, um, um, Stefan, uh, what what do you call it in in uh, Snobbenau? Oh, yes, at um, you say at at. Sorry, at. I lost the word. Yeah. I, started, I started <laughs> yeah. to think it's Swedish. Uh, Stefan at global kunskap as one word. Global as it sounds, kunskap, k u n s k a p dot s e. And if you want to talk to me, you can. F- Give me a call on the prefix and 46 70 70 621 5222. 46 70 621 And again, to America, that uh, the dial is 011 and then 46. And okay. then the number, which you can say again, which is the Stockholm code, which is 8. Uh, well, I uh, have I take it on my mobile because I'm not always at at, at the Stockholm number, forty six seven zero six two one five two two two. Okay. 
And, All right, um, that's very good. But email will reach you. Mobile might be a little, yes, uh, a yes. little more expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have an email address if anybody wants to uh, write to me directly. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should mention it. Yes, please do. So it's Casa Angel, which means the uh, House of the Angel. C A S A A N G E L one at Yahoo. Dot es. Casa Angel, C-A-S-A-A-N-G-E-L-1-at-yahoo.es. Very good. And the it, one is again with, this, with the number one, not the Yes, exactly. Yeah. So now I know how uh, what people are asking afterwards, so that's why I'm coming with these little Thank comments. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Elena. Uh, and, of course, everyone can reach me and ask for whatever we had talked about uh, again at www.speakingtoyourheart.com. You can also see me at www.faithhealing-healing.com. I don't recommend that site too much, but I start to do that now because, again, it says that uh, when I talk about healing your body and mind, that you have, it's all energy. Everything is energy out everything. of the world. And everything, everything is energy. And you have to be part of that process. If you haven't, you are opposing to the energy around you or, or that's given to you, you're getting nothing out of it and you will never understand and you'll never have the changes that you're asking for. Yes. We, so we know from quantum physics nowadays that, that the thoughts creates a vibration. Uh, every that word, the, every thought creates oh, yes, a thought, vibration. Yes. Every, every word uh, creates a, a vibration. Uh, every act you do creates a vibration. So every, everybody counts. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's important to, to, have a, to uh, think good thoughts too. It's so true. And, you know, I have those bloggers who kind of criticize the, the, the kind of work myself and other women do, and they kind of make jokes about it, that, oh, energy is in source, you know, they don't get it. And that's always the way out there. We have to understand that people who know nothing, they are the ones who are the opposition right now. Yeah. So we have to also inform them with what you are doing, Stefan, with the film festival and with all the wonderful films you are bringing in from everywhere. May I ask you Stefan, do you have the 11th hour by uh, DiCaprio? Yes, we have. We Good. Will, it's a great we film. We will screen it uh, three or four times. Wonderful. And we have also a, a new film from England, uh, Age of Stupid, I think it, the title uh-huh. is. It's totally new. and, and uh-huh. uh, We also have six, six or seven Different films, films from um, from Sri Lanka, oh, and showing the pr- they're showing the problems they have uh, right at yeah. this moment. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, uh, this is the first time any, anyone can see see them outside Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. That's very And this is it during the week. What are the dates? I'm mentioning this also. We have many many listeners in Norway. And yes, of course, so we, Torsby in Värmland is not very far from Norway. 
So, I know because Norwegian go to buy all their liquor there, <laughs> and I'll yes. say it as the truth and a joke. But it's so close, so Norwegians yes. could come to the festival, couldn't they? Yes, they could. They can also visit our website, globalkunskap.se. Globalkunskap.se. Then you can see the whole program for of the festival. When is it, Stefan? When it, is it? It, it starts uh, on next week, the 6th of, 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 um, May. of May, and ends on Saturday. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, and also in Stockholm, we have so many uh, listeners in Sweden, and I hope they will come to your festival. I don't know if you have enough accommodation in the small town of Torsby. Well, we, uh, we, we will arrange everything. You will arrange that for us. Yes, there are tents too, you know. Okay, I'm well, that's <laughs> <Just> joking. <laughs> <laughs> the cool spring West Sweden <laughs> weather. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and uh, I think we have come towards the end of our recording. I would like to uh, ask each one of you: Do you have one point you would like to mention that we have not quite touched yet? You had a conference in Mallorca, by the way, uh, Kirsty. Yes. We and we called it we called it and we had a round table dialogue, and we had invited um, people who are activists and also the the electric company and also company who works with uh, alternative energy. So we really wanted to create a dialogue uh, between these people, and and it really was uh, <laughs> super interesting and and uh, very flowing and um, a lot of information came out on what are the difficulties we also had a representative for the farmers union and uh, because we're we're very much trying to support the farmers at this stage here on Mallorca because if you eat local you are also helping to lower carbon emissions so yeah so that's that's just one thing you can do is ask and eat local grown food that's a biggie yes. in your lo- local yes. store is this locally grown or is it from cambodia or vietnam yeah we have even here in fancy miami beach on sundays we have a farmer's market and that's Good. new yeah that's great yeah with yeah. local vegetables from the outside very nice. here yeah of, very of nice mm, yes so uh, and you know what you have been doing uh Kirsten, in Mallorca, everyone could start something where they live, wherever. I have many uh, Africans, you know, listening to my show. They are in Africa, and Africa could, you know, let's save Africa and let's stop those wars that would just pollute the water and the air. And they don't have that industry anymore but at all. They never started the industry. So let's start to preserve Africa. And but there are some wonderful women in Africa who are very, very strong and who do fantastic things already. Yeah. But yes, I think you can in every town. You just go up to your local, uh, you know, um, uh, lo- local town hall, and you ask them, "What are you doing? And what can you do? And what do you want to do? And why aren't you doing it?" Just go and up and they talk won't to them. Probably. So you have to do it yourself because they will say, "Oh yes, it costs money." And well, then and you go to the press and you talk to them, and then you use uh, your your skills to become an activist. 
Yes, and I think that's so wonderful. So let's, uh, particularly women uh, out there, since we are the Mother Earth, <laughs> Mother of the Earth, uh, and of course all the Father Earth also, go out there and do something about our situation. Stefan, uh, I'd like you to, to, to give some good final words here before we end our long hour. You know, I haven't had this long show ever before. Okay. But they, they added this extra recording time for us, which is wonderful. Uh, okay. God must have uh, done it for us. <laughs> well, I, I think I I all used the, the possibility to to read the two lines. Uh, I heard that from a lady called Margaret Mead. I know she was working yeah. in the United Nations system. Yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that uh, lines because it gives people the possibility not to stay in in depression and giving up things because she said never doubt that a small group of thoughtful and committed citizens can change the world indeed it's the only thing that ever has so uh, that's how change always started it starts with an individual and then with a group it never starts with a huge uh, group of people it started with a small group yeah, it's so true, and that's I have actually based my work on that line by Margaret Mead. I have it in my ho- in my home page as well. Yes. I have a little line here. May I just read that very shortly? Yes, please. The survival needs for Mother Earth are the same as ours. When we cause her harm, we also inflict it on ourselves. Hmm. Our body is part of the Earth body we breathe together and whatever we discharge into the environment remains with us we really don't have anywhere else to go all is one the world is our home and this is where we belong that's beautiful thank you for that that was wonderful it's so true we have nowhere else to go no and we are all one and I noticed mm-hmm. that with the energies. We are so connected, mm-hmm. so totally connected with nature. So it's mm-hmm. it's us. We are all one. Mm. Okay. Uh, thank you so very much. I will thank end you, um, our beautiful so program only because I have a different. I have an appointment. <laughs> I all right. Continue my day. So I, otherwise, I could continue yet another fifteen minutes or so. So thank you so much, Kerstin Unger in Mallorca, Spain. And thank you so very much, Stefan Degelund in Stockholm, Sweden. Thank you all, and thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.